there, I'm Jolyn McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our client. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Bill D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Jolyn. Good morning, Jolyn. Okay, Phil, our first question is from Bill in New York. What do higher rates mean for the market? Good question. So, look, what we've seen recently is a, a run-up in the 10-year Treasury. Uh, this morning, I think we're sitting about 1.2. So you got to remember, why are people in the market? A lot of retirees are in the market for income off their portfolio. Um, I, I think that when you look at currently uh, the yield on the on the S&P 500, it's paying substantially more than the yield on the 10-year Treasury. However, if rates rise and continue to rise, you know, up to another you know, 1.75%, something like that, um, I think you're looking at about 44% of the stocks in the S&P 500 uh, yielding, um, only only yielding more than the 10-year treasury at that point. So there is going to be demand destruction uh, at a certain level once rates rise to where people consider, you know, going into fixed income or not taking the risk uh, in the market. Now, fortunately, we have not seen that yet. Um, but I, I think that quality of earnings, I think that making sure that you're in stocks that have a history of, you know, solid yields going forward and not get too far, you know, when you have a market correction like you had, you know, uh, last March at this time and yields went through the roof, uh, you had to have companies that are able to pay those cash flows and meet those demands. So you want to be very, very careful with dividends uh, as rates rise here. What do we think? I think rates can go up to that 175 level. Um, you know, I think as the globe recovers, I think uh, the volume of money that's out there uh, should continue to push rates higher, which is inflationary. And so you got to watch your equities that you own in an inflationary environment too. Uh, at some point, those go-go growth stocks that have such high multiples because interest rates are so low uh, will start to look very expensive. And you're going to want to look towards traditional value stocks that, again, will beat the yield uh, on the 10-year treasury and will do better in an inflationary uh, type of time, value, cyclicals and whatnot. So that's what we're looking at. Um, this is kind of a, a quiet story, what's happening here. I mean, God, you're, you're looking at uh, the 10-year being up 20% in yield now, I don't know, over a month, something like that. So that's a pretty big move upwards in the markets. Fed said they're holding rates steady. Um, that doesn't mean anything. You have to look at the markets and the bond market is in anticipating inflation coming back into the system. And that's why we're seeing these, these rapid rise in rates on the, on the 10 year treasury notably. So. Yeah, that's it. This question just relates to so many interdynamics that are kind of like linked up together within the markets. Um, I, I mean, in March of last year, I remember kind of like pounding the table a little bit in terms of one of the biggest indicators that we always look at is the yield of the S&P 500 versus the yield of the 10-year treasury, attractiveness of stocks versus bonds, and to that point that you made before. Um, and that's and never we, failed. We us, it, right? Yeah, we set it right on here too, where in September of 2018, the yield on the 10-year treasury got up to 3.3%, and the market didn't like it. It didn't like it at all. So where is that level now? It's 
with the amount of debt that's outstanding, it's probably lower than at that point back then. So you're probably not looking at that 3.3% level where the markets aren't going to like where yields are. But the whole inflation dynamic is incredible. I read a statistic over the weekend. 40% of all the currency that's been created in the United States in its history was created in 2020. That's wow. just incredible. That's a good like, stat. That's so there's inflation. Rates are going to go higher. And by the way, at that 1.75%, you just mean reverting the COVID drop. That's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Our next question is from Jerry in New York. It seems like companies are beating earnings, but they don't seem to be going up much on the day they report. Is this concerning to you? So one of the things that we look at long term, uh, again, is not just what companies are doing in terms of the earnings trends, but how they're reacting to earnings, particularly, because that can tell a really clear story. In During the financial crisis and that period around then, I, I remember companies would just be coming out beating earnings and the expectations relative to where the actual analysts were. Um, the numbers were really strong and stocks were selling off on those reports. So that's clearly something to be concerned about. So in the current environment, on a year-over-year basis, we're looking at earnings growth right now. It's actually close to 7% year-over-year with about three-quarters of companies reporting as of this point in time. So when you think about that, that's pretty remarkable because on a year-over-year basis, we're not comping against COVID yet. We're still comping against the pre-COVID period. So as we move forward into next quarter, these numbers are going to look better and better. And on a year-over-year basis, we could see upwards of 30% year-over-year earnings growth, which is pretty remarkable. And the fact that they're still positive on a year-over-year basis now is pretty important. Companies are also raising guidance at a pretty good rate. And I think part of what you're seeing is a number of companies have cut costs basically to the bone. And now they're seeing a little bit of an acceleration in activity. And as a result of that, their margins are better. Their earnings are accelerating. So this is definitely a tailwind for the markets. What's interesting is on the day that they're reporting, some of them seem to be going down. So there is some profit taking going on there. Um, in spite of the fact that a lot of companies are raising guidance. And I mean, part of this could be that, you know, these numbers on a year over year basis look strong. Next quarter, they're going to look even stronger. But that might be the peak of in, of the acceleration and what we're looking at in terms of the rate of change. So does it get better from here? Probably. But what does that mean for the markets? It means that a lot of the positive uh, trajectory of everything might be priced in. And you should basically be looking at companies that might have some easier year over year comps and the value space. And that's a lot of the kind of like the searching we're looking at. We don't think it's that big of a red flag because we do think that earnings on an acceleration basis are going to post higher numbers next quarter. But it's never a good thing when you see companies sell off on the day that they report earnings. Yeah. And what bothers me is that you look, you're looking at the highest quality of earnings, right, since 2000. And again, that the point you made where you know, we're having the same type of, of sell-off, uh, not sell-off, but the same type of reaction on those stocks. But I think that you really have to look at the disconnect that we've had for about a year with the general economy and the market, right? And historically, there, we know there's very low correlation between stock prices and the general economy at that minute. So as the economy gets better, you know, the markets have priced in a pretty perfect uh, recovery right here. It's got to go really perfect 
to keep this pace going and to hold up at these levels. Short term, short term, longer term, you know, different story, especially with, you know, increasing the monetary base, to your point, uh, so voluminously uh, that can go up some some more. But I, I think if you look at the fundamentals and the disconnect short term, uh, something's got to give, right? Yeah, I was going to say the same. Like, as you were speaking, I thought you were going to say the same thing. It's like it flows right back into that other question, right? As interest rates go higher, companies have to continue to beat their earnings by that higher margin, jump over a higher hurdle, or bonds get more attractive and people are going to pivot into some more conservative stuff. Absolutely. Good job, Mike. Okay. Okay, Thank you. If you have a question you'd like to submit, please email us at jmccarthy at focusedwealthmgmt.com. Stay safe and we'll see you next week.